Praise you, Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you. What a time of worship. What a time to connect with the Lord and just allow his presence to, to fill our hearts and just uh, bless us in this Sunday morning. Uh, I greet you all. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our service this morning. Um, I'm so grateful to, to be here, to be able to bring the word of God to you guys. I trust that you are all well that you're all safe, and uh, that the hand of God is upon you. Um, and we're going to have a great time in the Word of God this morning, and I'm looking forward to that which God has in store for us this morning as we get into His Word. Let's pray before we go any further. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this awesome privilege we have of being able to come together to study your Word, to fellowship around your presence. I make it known that I'm not trusting or depending on my limited human abilities to minister to these, your people. But I'm trusting on you, Holy Spirit, because you are the most qualified teacher. Therefore, I submit myself to you that you may speak through my lips to every heart, removing fear and confusion. I thank you that faith will arise in the hearts of your people as they listen to your word. And I thank you, mighty God, that we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be revealed and accomplished through your word in this morning service in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you also, Father, for the privilege I have of being a servant as I serve your family with this word that changes life. And we rebuke every plan of the enemy who may try to distract this service in the name of Jesus. And we declare that he will not steal the word from the house of your people, but your word will accomplish that which you have sent it to do in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Praise God. They just gave me a Vaseline. They say my, my lips are dry, so let me just put it on. <laughs> you know, I've got people looking after me, making sure that I look good. Am I good now? Right, they say I'm good now. I hope I'm good with you guys. I hope you're not looking at my dry lips, you naughty people. Praise God. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, praise God. It's been such a, a challenging week this past week. Uh, I found myself just stuck in front of the Bible uh, this past few days, just asking the Lord, how do I preach and how do I build up your people from your word while I have so many questions that were going up and down in my head. Uh, most of you guys, you know that we have just buried one of our pastors here at Greater Works Christian Family Church, a man of God who loved God so much, who was so, so close to my heart, a friend of mine who we, we, we had dreams and plans and uh, all he wanted was to serve God. And I believe this devil came in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he stole his life and left me really with a whole lot of questions in my head uh, uh, coming up to this morning for me to give you guys the word. Uh, I mean, we're just getting ready for a great year ahead of us with so much plans for the Lord. And we are so excited at, at what was coming up. And the devil just came in and he stole from us. Uh, with the aim, obviously, with the aim to dismantle us, with the aim to discourage us, with the aim to actually get us off the rail. 
he hit us so hard as a ministry. He hit me so hard personally. Uh, but I'm here to say to you guys that in the midst of it all, uh, we will trust God. And the message, the title of my message today is Trusting God. And I want us to open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter number three. We're going to talk about trusting God. And, 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 and now this scripture that we're going to read, uh, which I have always loved with all of my heart, it is actually becoming real uh, 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 now in this week where I had to deal with the passing of my dear friend, Pastor Sylvanus Naidu. Now, it says here in Proverbs 3, verse number 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You, you, you know, many times when you read the Bible, uh, uh, we may not really understand the depth of, of, of what the scripture is trying to say until we find ourselves in a situation whereby we, we are challenged to do exactly what the scripture says. It says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I mean, it says we must trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. So if the Bible says we should trust God with all of our heart, that means it's possible to trust God, but not with all of our hearts. You know, uh, uh, some people may be trusting God, you know, half-heartedly. Some people may be only trusting God when things are going well in their lives. Some people may be trusting God only when they are happy or only when their bank account is fat. But when things are not the way they want or when things are not the way they wish or when things are not favorable, then they are trusting on God gets challenged, gets affected, and gets tempted. They are tempted to, 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 to you know, put their trust somewhere else. So the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And listen to this. And lean not on your own understanding. The scripture said we should not lean not. We should not lean on our own understanding. In other words, we should not depend on our own understanding. We should not rely on our own understanding. You, you, you know, many times we do things based on the way we understand. And if it does not make sense, we want nothing to do with it. We only do things based on the way we understand. We trust so much in our intellect, in our education, in our reasoning. But here the scripture says we should Lean not on your on our own understanding. Now, if you're not going to trust in your own understanding, if you're not going to lean not on your own understanding, then who are you going to trust? What are you going to trust on? What are you going to lean on? What are you going to what are you going to depend on? If the Bible says we should not lean on our own understanding, family, that is because God wants us to trust in Him. Listen to what it says. It says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. In all your ways, acknowledge God. In all your ways, even though your way may not be making sense, acknowledge God. Even though your way may not be bringing the joy that, or the happiness that you expected, what should you do? Acknowledge God. Even though your way may bring, be bringing confusion, you don't know how you're going to do whatever that you need to do, but the scripture says, acknowledge God. Trust God even in the midst of the storm. Trust God even in the midst of trouble. Trust God even when things are not going the way you expected. I mean, right now as a church, with so many questions concerning uh, Pastor Sylvanas' uh, passing, 
The challenge is, are we going to trust God or are we going to now remove our trust off of God and into these questions that we have in our heads that we don't even have answers to? What are we going to do? We are tempted to shift our trust off of God. We are challenged to shift our faith off of God. And the question that the Lord is asking us, that the word is asking us right now is, what are we going to do as a church, as individuals, and even as the Naidu family uh, uh, where he belonged? What are we going to do in this time? Are we going to start doubting God just because things have went the way that we did not expect? Are we going to start uh, doubting God now that we are in pain? Are we going to start doubting God now because we did not expect what's happening? Or is this the time whereby our trust and our faith is being tested to be proven of whether we really did trust God? And are we going to come out of this thing still on top? The Bible says when the Son of Man comes, will he find you faithful? Faithful in what? Faithful in living by faith. When God comes, when the Son of Man comes, will he still find you and I living by faith? Or he will he find us distracted because of offense, distracted because of pressure, distracted because of the challenges that we face in life? Or will the Son of Man find us still living for God in the midst of trouble, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of everything that the devil throws at us? Can we still be trusted in living by faith? Can we still be trusted in living by faith? Thank you, Jesus. What do we do when our understanding fails? You know what should we do, family? We should be trusting God. Say, trusting God. Say this to me. Say, I will trust God even though I cannot trace God. I will trust God even though it does not make sense. You see, God don't want to be understood, child of God. God wants to be obeyed. Will you still obey God even though you don't understand what's going on? Or is your obedience to God only dependent on your understanding? Then that's really a very cheap obedience. God wants us to trust him even though we don't understand, even though we can't trace him. So we are challenged as a church right now. As painful as it is, we should trust God. We should continue saving God. We should continue where Pastor Sylvanus left off. And I believe that it is the, uh, the, the best legacy he has actually left for us. That is the, the, the best thing that we can do in his passing. That we continue with the great work that he left us with. I mean, that man loves the Lord so much. I mean, if you look at how his attitude and how he used to do things, even in the ministry, you would think that he knew he lived his life as if today was his last. He served God in such a way as if today was his last. He served God excellently. He served God wholeheartedly. He served God with all of his mind and strength and mind. He just loved God. And the best thing we can do in honoring him is to continue loving God the way he did, serving God the way he served God in excellence in, 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 in every area of our lives. So I want to encourage us, family, to trust God, to trust God. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse number 1. John chapter 14, verse number 1. The Bible says, Jesus says, don't be 
troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Other translation says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You see, all the devil wants to do is to trouble your heart. Because when your heart is troubled, it will be difficult, hard, or even impossible to trust God. A troubled heart does not trust God. You can't have trouble and trust at the same time. You cannot have both in your heart at the same time. It's either you have trouble in your heart or you have trust in your heart, but you can't have both. So I don't know about you, but I, try, I, I choose to trust God. I, I choose to close my eyes off of the things that are not making sense to me. I, I, I choose to close my eyes off all these questions that I have. And I choose to trust God even though I do not understand. I choose to trust God because I, he's the only one that I can rely on. He's the only one I can rely on. Nobody else. We have to choose, family. We have to choose. Are we going to trust God or are we going to be troubled in our hearts? We can't have both. And that's my question to you. Are you going to trust God? Why must we trust God? Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Let me show you why you and I should trust God. Malachi chapter number 3, and we're going to read verse number 6. Malachi 3, verse number 6. The Bible says, where is Malachi 3 now? There we go. Verse number 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. That's the one reason why we should trust God, because God can be relied on. God is reliable. God can be trusted. Why? Because he said in his word, I am the Lord and I do not change. I am the Lord and I change not. You see, God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's consistent. He is the same all the time. He, will, he does not change, and, and his word don't change. What he said yesterday, he's still saying today. What he's saying today, he's still saying it tomorrow. So God can be depended on. God can be relied on. God can be trusted. I know you and I may not be trusted. <laughs> we, 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 we may only be trusted when we are happy because we are only consistent when we are happy. We only do what's right when things are going well. But when we sad, when we get offended, when, when we don't understand, when things don't go the way we, we expected, we change. You know, some of us are moody. Some of us take offense. Some of us, you know, when we don't have money, you can tell on our face. You know, when we don't have money, we don't even show up at church. We don't even come to church. Are you with me? But the Bible says God does not change. So even when we change, God don't change. So our unfaithfulness does not make God unfaithful. God is not dependent on your behavior in order to be God. He is God all by himself. He is God whether you realize that he's God or not. He's God whether you agree whether he's God or not. He's God all by himself. And he, he says, he, I alone am God. There's nothing and nobody that helps God in being God. God, he is self-existent. The Bible says he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. And what is the other one? He's all omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. So we serve an all-powerful God, an all-knowing God, an everywhere-present God, a God 
that is self-existent. That's the God that we serve. And that's the God that can be trusted. And that's the God that you and I should hold on to in this new year and move forward with him, knowing that we can rely on him because his promises, the Bible says, they are yes and amen. Praise God. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We live by faith and not by sight. We don't live by what we see. We don't live by how things look like. We live by faith, and faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in other words, we live by the word of God. What the word of God says that's what we do. So I don't care how my feelings are feeling. I don't care what my eyes are seeing. I don't care what my ears are hearing. All I care about is what the Word of God says and the faith that I get from the Word of God. And that's how we live. That's what we live by. So I'm challenging you right now this year that let's live by faith and let's not live by our feelings. You know, before we did uh, 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 worship this morning, Mrs. Dongolo wanted to give in into her feelings because she did not feel like uh, singing because you, we know that she's pregnant, so I don't know whether she was in touch with her pregnancy feelings, whatever the case. And, and uh, you know, that was getting to the husband a bit because he really wanted to get into this thing at worshiping God. And he came to me and says, you know, Pastor, Pastor, please. And I went to her and said, hey, we're not going to give in to those feelings. I understand how you feel and I understand that you're pregnant, but we're going to do what we have intended to do and that is to get into the presence of God and worship God and and get into the word of God and and it's so amazing that when she started I mean we left her just worshiping on her own and we're in the house me and her husband and we're talking about look at her now she can't even stop you know and that's how it is the devil wants to stop us that we don't start because he knows that once we start woo, then no hell have hell can stop us. Once we start, nothing can stop us. So I want to encourage you that please don't disregard your circumstances. Disregard your challenges. Disregard your feelings. Disregard the offense. I mean, I mean some of us are so offended from last year and our offense is crippling us into 2021 before it even began. Are you with me? So I'm challenging you to lay it aside. Last week we spoke about, uh, 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 Paul says, you know, you know, one thing I do, he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to everything that is ahead. So my challenge to you and I is that let's forget about yesterday. Let's forget about yesterday's offense. Let's say there is unforgiveness. Let's forget about yesterday's victories. Let's forget about the pain of yesterday. Yes, 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 I'm saying it. Even the pain of Pastor Sylvanas that we love so much, let's put it behind us so that we may be able to move forward and to do that which God has called us to do. The Bible says uh, uh, that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. You see, what the devil wants to do is to cripple us, that we are unable to move forward. We are unable to trust God. We are unable to do what God has called us to do. And we say, devil, we cried yesterday. We moaned yesterday, but we're getting up again this morning and we say, yeah, right devil, here we go again. We're not going to give in and we're going to continue and make our brother proud in heaven where he is. Amen. Praise God. So it says here, we do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. 
We don't live by what we see, family. We don't, we don't live by what we sense. We don't live by how things are looking to us, but we live by faith. We live by faith. First Peter chapter number 5. First um, Peter chapter number 5. I don't know how I'm doing with time. Last week, someone said to me, your word was too short. I was just getting to enjoy it, and then you were done. And uh, I s- promised them that I will, you know, prolong it a little bit today. But, you know, my guys in the studio, they're like, hey, don't, don't go too long. They're actually saying to me that I've got five minutes left right now, and I've got like three scriptures to go again. I mean, yeah, yeah. the life of a pastor. Praise God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for us. The Bible says, throw all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Throw all your anxieties. He's God don't want us holding on to things. Are you with me? God don't want us, you know, uh, holding on to things in our hearts. He wants us to release them. He says, cast all your burdens, cast all your worries, cast all your anxieties. Now, the word cast means to throw. So God says, all those things that are troubling your heart, all those concerns, all that pain, all that sorrow, God says, throw it onto me. Are you with me? Don't keep it with you. God don't want it there. It's not supposed to be there. You and I were not created to carry offense. You and I were not designed to carry uh, 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 worry and anxiety. We were not designed to carry those things. That's why it frustrates us when, 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 when we're going through challenges and when things are not going well because we were not created to, to deal with so, such things. So he says, Cast all, all, not half of them, not some of them, not, not, not the ones that don't really mean that much. No, all your worries, all your cares, all your burdens, God says, cast them out. You know why? Because if we don't give them to God, if we don't cast them to the Lord, listen to this, we will make decisions based on the conditions of our hearts. You're not hearing me. If we do not give God our cares, if we do not give God our troubles, if we don't give God the things that grieve us, our anxieties, if we don't give them to God, and if we allow them to fill our hearts and to rule our hearts, we will make decisions in our lives based on the conditions of our hearts, which will be filled, which will be filled with all these things that he said we should throw them away. Now, because we refuse to throw them away, we keep them in our hearts, we make decisions based on the offense, we make the decisions based on the unforgiveness, we make the decision based on the anger, we make the decision based on the worry, you make the decision based on all these things, and you wonder why your life is not going the way God intended when there's no peace, love, joy, nothing. And you work so hard trying to accomplish things, having so much money and still be without peace in your heart. Why? It's because you may have all the things, but if your heart is full of trouble and worry, you will not walk in the peace that God has in store for you. That's why in Philippians chapter 4, let's go there. Philippians chapter 4. Listen to what he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. Verse number 6. He says, be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. That offense, just let it go, man. Let it go. Forget about it. That anger, let it go. What is that anger? What is that worry? What is that offense contributing into your life right now? 
What good is it doing into your life? Are you with me? You know, I wish I could tell you the challenges that I'm facing, things that I'm going through, and tell you how I don't care. I just don't care. I don't, I'm, I don't know if I can say this, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> I just don't give a damn. I don't care. Why? Because God says I should not care. Some people care about me, which I appreciate, but I don't care. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's disappointing. But the Bible says don't hold on to it. Release it. Let it go. If I was holding on to these troubles and these this, this things, I promise you I will not be able to do what God has called me to do. They will cripple me. They will cripple me. They will slow me down. Are you with me? But I had to learn the art of letting things go. I had to learn the art of, of, of releasing things. T.D. Jake says, I have the gift of goodbye. You know, goodbye to my problems. <laughs> goodbye to my problems. Do you know that song? Goodbye to my sorrows. So this is the time for us to rejoice. Are you with me? Let's rejoice. And we can only rejoice if we say what? Goodbye to my problems. Are you with me? Come on. Goodbye to my sorrows. <laughs> Praise God. So let's read the scripture again. Be anxious for nothing. What must you be anxious for? Say nothing. Nothing. Nothing means no thing. Be anxious for no thing. Are you with me? Don't be worried about anything. Don't be concerned about anything. Don't be offended by anything. It's hard to really get me offended. I promise you, it's very hard to get me offended. Because I've already decided what to do with offense before offense comes. So when offense comes, offense is already late. Are you with me? So you need to make up your mind concerning events of life. You, the, the problem why we keep falling into these traps is because we have not really made up our minds. We think we have because we read the scripture. We think we have because we heard the man of God speak or the woman of God speak. We think we have because we thought about it. No. But when the situation hits you, it hits you to prove that you have not made up your mind. You think that you made up your mind, but you have not made up your mind. Why? Because you're still offended. Look at you. You are offended. You're angry. You're upset. You have not made up your mind. Make up your mind that what? I will not get offended. And even if the offense, for whatever reason, you know, succeeds in penetrating to my heart, I promise you it won't stay long. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. It says, do not let the sun go down in your anger. So in other words, you're only allowed to be angry 24 hours. Or, well, I don't know, before the sun sets. Are you with me? But you cannot wake up tomorrow with the same anger promise you. That's the word of God, family, and that's what protects our hearts. And he says here, be anxious for nothing. And verse 7 says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. The peace of God will come into your heart if you do not hold on anxiety. The peace of God will come into your heart if you do not hold on to the worry. The peace of God will come into your heart if you do not hold on to the sadness. The peace of God will come into your heart if you do not hold on to the offense. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. I'm almost done. The last scripture. Look at Isaiah chapter number 26. Oh, I enjoyed this word. I don't know about you. I'm going to give an offering to this word. I promise you this word was so good. Praise God. Uh, can we put the banging details right there? Because, you know, we're going to give it into this word because this was a word. When the word is good to you, give into that word. Give into the, that word. Are you with me? 
Isaiah 26, verse number 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Now look at why, where God wants our minds to be. God wants our minds to be on him. He says he will keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him. I don't know where your mind stays. I don't know where your mind is right now. But if there is no peace where you are, that means your mind is not stayed on the Lord. He said you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So God wants us to be thinking about him. God wants our minds to be occupied about him. God wants our minds off of trouble, off of sadness, off of offense, off of anger, off of anxiety. But God wants our minds to just be consumed by God and the, and the things of God and the work of God and whatever that is about God, that's where our minds should be. And when our minds is stayed on the Lord, then the peace of God that are called to Philippians 4, 6, which surpasses all understanding, comes in to God and to rule our hearts and minds. Are you with me? The peace that cannot be understood. The peace that surpasses understanding. The peace that when you look at the pain that we've been through after losing our brother, Pastor Sylvanas, and you look at the peace that we have, it will bring confusion to a natural mind. It will bring confusion to a carnal person because they'll go like, how can they be so in so much joy and so much peace when everything around them is falling apart because our peace is not dependent on the circumstances and situations, child of God. Our peace is dependent on the word of God. And when our minds are stayed on him, peace fills our hearts. And I want to encourage you guys that in 2021, let us not allow the cares of this world to fill in our hearts. Let us not allow the anxieties, the worries of this world to fill in our hearts so that the peace of God may remain in our hearts. Let your mind stay on him, family. Trust in the Lord. Allow his peace to fill your hearts and minds. The Lord is with us, and the Lord still has plans for us as a church. The Lord still has plans for you as an individual. The Lord still has plans for your marriage. The Lord has still have plans for your children. Do not allow anything to distract you from trusting God. God can be trusted. God can be relied on. God can be depended on. God loves you. Praise God. Amen and amen. And I want us to give people an opportunity to give uh, uh, into our ministry. So uh, uh, I know this word has blessed you. You know how I know that? Because it blessed me as I was preparing it because uh, uh, I know God is in that word. And 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 uh, please just be faithful uh, uh, and give into our ministry and, and help us do what God has called us to do. Uh, it is because of your giving that we are able to to, to do what we're doing. It is because of your giving that we are able to preach the gospel and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, uh, may the Lord bless you as you give. May the Lord increase you as you give. May the Lord increase your uh, 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 seed in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, another thing I want us to give people an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. So if you are watching with us and you say, Pastor Abby, I want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to come back home to Jesus. You know, I used to serve Jesus and things happen. We know that things happen. Things happen to all of us. Are you with me? But we always come back home to Jesus. So if you are that person who says, I want to come back home to Jesus so that I can make and that I can serve Jesus with all of my heart. I want to say a little prayer, and you'll be included 
in this prayer. Also, those that are saying, I want to make sure that when I die, I will spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. If you are one of those three, let's say this together. Let's all, let us all say this together, but especially you with your hand raised. Let's say this together. Let's say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died and rose again. I love you, Jesus. I make a decision today to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, be my Lord. Jesus, be my Savior. I declare that as from today, I'm a child of God. God is my Father. I love you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. We really love you and may the Lord bless you. May he be with you this whole year. And uh, until we meet again next week, same time, bless you. Remember, above all else, guard your heart.